Bryce, what are you doing? Trying to, you know, game. <laughs> what? This game is really hard. Pac-Man? Uh, yeah. Dude, you're supposed to be playing the game for next week's episode of Arcade Bookshop. I mean... <sighs> I will. I'm really close to beating this. Right. And what about the book? Huh? We're supposed to finish a book for the podcast, too? Oh, yeah. I finished that last week. Yes! Oh, did you finally beat it? Uh-huh. The first level. Oh, boy. You can listen to new episodes of Arcade Bookshop every other Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you get your pods. You'll always find us with a controller in one hand and a book in the other. It is all Hallow's Eve. Mm, <laughs> yes. But when the episode drops, it's like just a week later. Yeah. Devil Night. Devil Night. <laughs> we actually have an episode becoming the boogeyman that came out on Halloween. So that works. So I, I guess that works. But as of recording this, it is all Hallow's Eve, and we are doing our annual toast to Mr. Edgar Allan Poe. Today, we do have fancy glasses. We do fancy glasses. Which I will I'll post those tonight, so you know, fuck it. Go back. It's a week old. Right. But you'll see the fancy glasses we're drinking out of. But the drink is not so fancy. You no. think at Gralapo, you think a Hennessy or a fine cognac mm. or some kind of cordial even. Nah, not this year. Last year we did absinthe. Yeah. Which was good. Was it? Maybe not for you. Uh, but this year, I just happened to have some apple pie moonshine homemade on hand. It is very good. Nice. It's very nice. It's very nice. Very nice. <laughs> very good. So if we are slurring a lot by mid-episode, that is why, because it does not taste like alcohol. <laughs> no. And I know it's high proof. I just know it. It's going to be bad. As with the tradition, I will be reading one of my favorite Edgar Allan Poe poems. I don't remember if I've done this one on the podcast before. I kind of feel like I have, but I don't really give a shit. Yeah. I know I've done Ulaloom as its own episode, because that is my all-time favorite. Uh, next to the Raven, because the Raven is one of my. It's a probably tied, mm. but I'm not reading the Raven. That's a, that's, that's a, a lot. That's a big one, right? That is a production. Yeah, that is a lot. Uh, Annabelle Lee is another one I enjoy, but for the spooky season, there are a few, and this one always comes to mind, which is Spirits of the Dead. I'm gonna mute you, Spencer. Fair, fair. While I read this one, and then I'll add some spooky music. I listened to an old guy read it earlier, so hopefully I can be old guy, but I don't think I'm going to be. I'm not good at these. The old-timey language. I'm going to take a sip of this shit, though. You probably should. That'll loosen you up. The cinnamon chunked in it'll help me out. I like you still talking like anybody can hear you. Fuck you. Fuck you over there. You're muted. They can hear me. You have to scream. I don't care. Sometimes your levels sound like that anyway. <laughs> Spirits of the Dead by Edgar Allan Poe. Thy soul shall find itself alone mid dark thoughts of the gray tombstone, not one of all the crowd to pry into thine hour of secrecy. Be silent in that solitude, which is not loneliness, for then the spirits of the dead who stood in life before thee are again, in death around thee, and their will shall overshadow thee. 
be still. The night, though clear, shall frown, and the stars shall look not down from their high thrones in the heaven, with light like hope to mortals given, but their red orbs without beam, to thy weariness shall seem as a burning in a fever which would cling to thee forever. Now are thoughts thou shalt not banish, now are visions ne'er to vanish, from the spirits shall they pass, no more like dewdrop from the grass. The breeze, the breath of God is still, and the mist upon the hill, shadowy, shadowy, yet unbroken, is a symbol and a token, how it hangs upon the trees, a mystery of mysteries. And a toast to Mr. Edgar Allan Poe, who Spencer needs to read at some point, but has not yeah, yet. I have not, no. It's the whole poem thing. I'm so... I hope that my reading of yeah. the poems would get you more into the poems, but the language is it's one of those things you kind of have to know some of the... Like, you'd yeah. have to study some of it, because some of the words are not archaic, but they're definitely out of use. Uh, so anyway, today is a DBS episode. Yes. Halloween DBS. So we'll be talking about spooky stuff, scary stuff, things we like that are scary. Mm-hmm. What yeah. kind of scary stuff, maybe? Books. Books. Movies. TV. Foods. Foods. Motorcycles. Bears. Cars. Bears. Moose. Moose. Moose are scary. They're big. Oh, yeah. Ocean no. monsters. Don't give a fuck. Folklore monsters. Krakens. Krakens. Japanese folklore monsters. Ooh, those are creepy ones. Demogorgons. Demogorgons. Audi gorgons. Any uh, gorgons. Butts. Butts. Pooping butts. Dude. That nonstop poop. Nonstop poop butts. That could be terrible if you got dysentery. That has killed many. Oh, yeah. So anyway, stick around and we will talk about probably none of those things. No. Maybe maybe like the books and movies. I don't yeah. The, the butts too, probably. Yeah. To the Drunken Pen Reading Podcast. <laughs> Sound like more like Paul Bear, but <laughs> the poop. I don't think ghosts have flatulent Spencer. Why not? How do you think they float? It's a good point. Yeah. Anyway, I am your host, Caleb James. With me today, Spencer. The Kilkenny Kelpie Killer Church. Oh, wow. For those who are unaware of what a Kelpie is, I'll just look up the standard definition. Uh, it's a folklore monster, by mm. the way. A Kelpie or water Kelpie is a Scottish Gaelic, from Scottish Gaelic, is a shape-shifting spirit inhabiting lochs in Irish and Scottish folklore. Mm. It is a horse monster, I believe, but it is Ooh. creepy as fuck. <laughs> look up Kelpie sometime. Actually, we did it on an episode, I think, where we did folklore creatures. Probably. Most likely, Yeah. What the fuck were we doing? I forget. Oh, that's oh, the episode? Yeah, that's the episode, guys. Drink moonshine. Yeah, moonshine, hey. Short episode, guys. Ah, when it hits your lips, <laughs> it's just so goddamn good. <laughs> it Why does it taste so good? <laughs> it tastes so good. It, oh, like, the, you know, there's always the talk that, oh, you know, uh, people like drink it, but then a lot of people are like, I don't like the taste. Yeah. That is different. You cannot you not like the taste. Because that's normally the where I fall in. It's not necessarily like the getting the drunk and stuff that I don't mind. It's it's drinking the piss beer water that, you know, that I don't enjoy doing. Or the burnt whiskey, like yeah. just the fire of whiskey or something. But no, 
That moonshine is can That's an apple pie that somebody liquefied. The last couple of times I've had to make sure, like, small sips. Yeah. Small I sips. I just want to chug it. Yeah, you just want to take big gulps because it tastes so good. It tastes like a really good cider. Uh, so for, And for our non-American friends, uh, a good cider here is a, uh, a apple juice kind of thing. It's not a cider like in uh, the UK that's just booze. Mm. Apple booze. I prefer apple booze. Yeah. Um. So Spencer, we'll yes. kick this off with what's your favorite spooky stuff? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You brought this up at the gym today. Uh, oh well, barely. Barely. Yes. <laughs> didn't discuss in it. Bet- in between heavy sets of just like <gasps> so podcast idea. Boom! <sighs> <sighs> fell in the face. Shit my pants. <laughs> yeah. There's a little blood in it. Uh, so I'm figuring we won't go in any order here. Okay. Random. Complete. Favorite scary. Novel. Novel. Go. Ooh. Oh. I mean, you got to put like The Shining up there. I'm trying to think of one that actually kind of like maybe creeped me out a little bit. The creep factor yeah. or actually gave you a little bit of a start. Not a yeah. start because that's hard to say from a book, but, you know, made you like a little wary as you yeah. read. Like, Ooh, or maybe we- you don't want to read that right before bed. You're having yeah. fucked up dreams. Um, hmm. The Shining is a good one. Yeah. Because, you know, you read a lot of Stephen King, but it's hard to say a Stephen King book that's actually... Because The Shining, honestly, as we go into the movie portion, is the movie scarier. Oh, yeah. The movie, yeah, scarier just by the way of it that, being filmed and stuff and the like atmosphere. That. And, yeah, it's a scary fucking movie when I was a kid. And, you know, watching it as a grown-up, it's still kind of scary. Yeah, it's like creepy. that tub lady comes out and yeah. shows Ooh, those twins. Come play with us, Danny. I know to keep with the Stephen King, it's not necessarily a horror, but it has an element of like eerie creepiness to it of just because of what we went through the past two years uh, with COVID, the stand of just, you I can know, imagine, yeah. of just a, you know, this disease that can wipe out, you know, most of the majority of the people on the planet and stuff like that. You know, you know, it's a very underrated Stephen King read, and this is co-written with Joe Hill. In the tall grass. Yeah. That is actually very creepy. Yeah, I did I did read that when it came out in a short story collection. I didn't read the whole collection, but I made sure yeah. to read that because I wanted to get around to check out the Netflix. And the movie it. was good too, I uh, thought. I never got around to watching it, but like that's why I read it so I could get a chance to watch it whenever, you know, whenever I could. Yeah, the movie is pretty creepy as well. I enjoyed it. Um but yeah, that that book or both well, like a novella. Something short like story, sh- yeah, long short, short story, long short story. Yeah, uh, it it was really creepy. I I give uh, anyone, I implore anyone to give that a read. It kind of gave me uh, like a Children of the Corns vibe almost. Yeah, you know what I'm gonna do for you, Spencer? You gonna bring up a list? Uh, no, fuck no, this okay. list. I'm gonna go on my good reads to see what, what I got, got categorized as horror. Because I actually believe it or not, do not read a lot of horror yeah. every year. As much as I love horror, I find that a lot of horror writing is bad. Yeah. It's not even so much that, because, like, the, obviously, cl- here's where it comes in the weird confliction. So, modern horror has the stories that would actually scare you if they're written well, but a lot of them aren't written well. Mm. And classic stories are written very well, but the subject matter is not yeah. scary anymore. Like, you think Frankenstein was scary and back then? Maybe. Now, no. Well, I was just going to say, I was I was thinking about bringing up uh, Dracula that we, you know, read a few years ago. The, dra- the At the beginning with the uh, castle scene was very mm-hmm. creepy when he's like, Dracula's climbing down the side of the right. castle and stuff. That part and then some of the, like, the cemetery stuff, there's well, moments in that book. And like, I like, because, well, I, I went to the, um, whenever Dracula kept on breaking into the one lady's house, 
and was like feeding off or yeah. kept on feeding off of her and stuff like that. Like those had like a lot of like creepy kind of moments to it. So I'm just gonna go down my list. I got 94 here. So oh, wow. So I'm gonna try to speed through this. Uh, becoming the boogeyman, I have classified as horror because it's a serial killer story, but that's more true crime. If it's anything. suspense, kind of. Yeah, that's not actually scary. Uh, though, if you took it seriously, I could see how you yeah. could be like, hmm. Uh, Zone 1 by Colson Whitehead, I thought was terrible. I didn't even finish it. Uh, Horoscope of Zodiac Anthology, Volume 3, out now. Greatest book ever put out, right? There's one story in there in particular, Bathed in Starlight, yeah. by I think a guy named Caleb James K. Very creepy story. Yeah. Well, what, uh, the creepy story or creepy guy? Mm, probably more creepier than the man. The man behind the pen's creepier. Because the mind that could come up with such a twisted tale must be mentally ill. Uh, The Nice House on the Lake, Volume 1. That was a a graphic novel. Yeah, Yeah. That wasn't scary. Creep Show number one. I don't know why that's on here. I read that 2022. These don't go in order for some reason after a certain point on Goodreads. I don't know why. Uh, obviously, that's not scary, but that would go into my movies when I was a kid. There yeah. Were, we'll get into it, but the Hitchhiker from uh, Creepshow 1 or 2 really got me when I was a little kid. Chasing the Boogeyman, that's, again, more true crime. Uh, though I can see somebody actually getting, like, you know, suspense. Like, mm-hmm. it is a good suspense. Uh, the Premature Barrel by Edgar Allan Poe. The idea is obviously is fucking... It, is that one of those, like, Buried Alive yeah, stories? Yeah, like one of the original Buried Alive stories, which actually happened a lot back then. Mm. So that is fucking up. Uh, the Telltale Heart, that's more of a just a fun, like, uh, suspense. Yeah. Because it's more of like, is he going to get caught? Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to read some fucking Poe, you fucking honky. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Whoa. I hate when I get racist on here. At least he didn't call me Cracker. Uh, the Black Cat. By, by the way, if you're wondering why there's so many, last year, I wanted to do it again this year, but last year I went through and just read my favorite Edgar mm-hmm. Allan Poe stories. Uh, this year I wanted to read some more that I haven't, but I haven't got, had time. got bogged down. So it's going to be a Christmas affair this year, I think. <laughs> Uh, so the Black Cat's a good one. The Cask of Montiata is one of my favorite stories. Deceased was a comic. It was a zombie DC comic. Maniac of New York, fun Jason-style comic. I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. Existential Dread. That is one of those stories I highly actually recommend. Highly actually recommend. I actually highly recommend checking out Harlan Ellison's reading on YouTube. One of the few times I'd say listen to it instead oh, of wow, read it. Yeah. Because he does such a good job. And it's a story that is going to fuck your brain. <laughs> yeah. Because is it, is it like a full full novel? It's or? a novella. It's, okay. it's or not a novella. It's a short story. But I get. I, I feel like it's very long. I read it and listened to it like separate. I read. I, I I I read it once or twice in my life, and then I also listened to it. But it's just one of those. Uh, remember the jaunt by Stephen King? The ending yeah. that's so fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's one of those deals okay. where you're just like. It's not really horror, but the end makes it the most horrific event ever. Like Stephen King's it's, revival, oh, yeah. the end is like, what Super, the fuck? Yeah, like, what is this? Jesus. Uh, so I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream is definitely one of the freakiest stories I've ever come across. And that's saying something because I've read some fucked up shit. Uh, Gideon Falls, Volume 1, The Black Barn. That is creepy. Yeah. That is a uh, Jeff Lemire graphic novel collection you can get now. There's a couple of volumes. Or you can get them individual comics if that's your bag. You or, you know, if somebody was nice enough to get you two big hardback collections of the whole series. I put them on my shelf. Oh, are they? Did you at least I take, moved them. Did you at least take the plastic off of them yet? I didn't want them to get dusty. I'm telling you, once this fucking literary adventure I'm on is done, I'm going there first probably. Not then probably. Maybe. One day. One day. I'll get there. I just have to get in the mood. Uh, Gone to See the River Man by Christopher Triana. That was a more, almost a splattercore porn type of deal. Okay. Uh, It was, I gave it a three stars. Like, the characters aren't likable, but it is really creepy. 
I don't know if it was scary is the word, but it's, uh, creepy. Uh, the jaunt I actually gave five stars because yeah. the fucking ending of yeah. that is horrific. Uh, later by Stephen King, I wouldn't categorize that as horror. I don't know why I have it in here as horror. That's more of a supernatural crime noir almost. Yeah, thriller again. Uh, another maniac of New York, Basketful of Heads. That's a fun Joe Hill comic. Yeah. Tomie by Junji Ito. I will say anything I've read by Junji Ito could be. They're all very creepy. Yeah, they're all like terrifying, aren't they? Yeah, they they'll fuck with you. Plunge by Joe Hill. I don't remember that one. That's the one with um like these uh boat people go to like I think save this wrecked ship and it ends up the crew. Oh got yeah, it. it's I like very, it's very kind of Cthulhu ish, like you know. Yeah, it was like his H.P. Lovecraft stuff. Kind of yeah, which just fits because right after that is the Color Out of Space by H.P. Lovecraft. That is a uh, one of my favorite Lovecrafts. I gave it a five stars. That is uh, creepy. Uh, the Forbidden by Clive Barker. I believe that is the Candyman story. English Candyman don't work for me. No. Because it's set in England in uh, English projects. Everyone's white, cool even oh, Candyman. yeah. It was okay, but I was just like, eh, that's not the Candyman. I like uh, Revival by Stephen King, one of my favorite books. Uzumaki by Junji Ito, The Spirals. That is fucked up. Everything's Eventual by Stephen King. That was a short story collection, I believe. Pieces of Madness by Casey Pierce. I think it was an indie author I got. I did not like that at all, apparently. Uh, the Savage Tales of Solomon Kane. That is sword and sorcery, but it has horror elements. Uh, yeah. Um, I think some of these are either miscategorized or I don't know what Goodreads does. Well, I was going to say um, that's kind of becoming like the trickier thing with horror nowadays is that very rarely do you get something that's like solely horror. Yeah. It's like horror with a subgenre of something else, like horror sci-fi or horror suspense. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like the 80s where you had just like Jason running around a, a campsite just Killing murdering people, people yeah. having sex. Like, uh, For the sake of brevity, I'm going to skip through a lot of these now. Uh, Cycle of the Werewolf by Stephen King and uh, the art by Bernie Wrights. And that was a fun werewolf piece. I'm going to skip all these mangas. Uh, the Great God Pan by Arthur Machin. It's like Stephen King's, from my understanding's favorite oh, yeah? like, horror story. He thinks it was the scariest thing. Ashley actually told me to read it because he said it was amazing. I read it and I gave it a four star, but it didn't It didn't scare me. Okay. Like That was the thing. It was supposed to be like really scary and it's like very gothic and stuff. So I guess it could. Uh, we got Dracula, The Haunter in the Dark by H.P. Lovecraft. A bunch of Nightmare Soup books, The Assassination, da 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 da, da. Don't forget your favorite Frankenstein. No, I'm going to skip that. Books of Blood, Volume 1 to 3 by Clive Barker. Very hit and miss. Uh, the first volume was good. It had more hits than misses. Some really, truly creepy stories and some fucking dumb ones. Yeah. Uh, Nailbiter was good. The Diary of a Madman. House of Leaves. I will say this, Spencer. Yeah. The actual story of House of Leaves, and you folks can listen to the IRC episode. We discussed this. Fucking creepy, man. Yeah. It's actually scary. The story itself. All the other stuff. I wish I could just like get an abridged version <laughs> of that where it's just like, I mean, again, you, you've talked about it and stuff a whole bunch of times, but like, does that stuff add to it? All the weird, like... No, no, no. I mean, now that I know more about the ergodic literature, like the style and how you're supposed to read those, I would go back if I was to reread that and find the right way to read that book, and then it probably would be more enjoyable. Going into it is just like I'm a fan of fiction mm-hmm. and, you know, a good story being told. I uh, really like the main story and everything else was just like, I don't know. It was just like, why is this happening? Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I kind of get it, but it was it was beyond my pay grade. I Am Legend by Richard Matheson. That was a good story. Carrie was good by Stephen King. Uh, a bunch of zombie stuff. More H.P. Lovecraft. 
Um, I'm feeling like I'm not finding anything that's really standing out here. Yeah. Ooh, the Hellbound Heart. That was a five-star read. It was just as creepy as Hellraiser. Okay. If you're a fan of Hellraiser, read the Hellbound Heart. It is borderline scary. I don't scare, but if yeah. I did, that, that would, might... That would do it. It's the weird sex monsters, you know? Uh, it's like yeah. something about sex monsters. It reminds me of that one episode of American Horror Story during the hotel saga where it just had a rapey dildo monster. Uh, like a big spike. And he just graphically sexually assaults a man in the butt mm. with his big rape dildo. It's terrible. It was like a big spike. Like, ooh, that would that's bad. Like if that could happen. Yeah. I would not want that to happen. <laughs> like, that's an option. It was like option that's door A and door B. You don't even know what's behind that. I'm just going door B. Yeah. Because it can't be that much worse <laughs> than door A ever. I don't right. Know. Um. Ooh, here's a here's a very underrated one. The Outsider by HP Lovecraft's really good too, by the way. But The Pale Man by Julius Long. That's probably uh -huh. to this day my favorite horror story, or close to it. Julius Long was like a attorney. He had maybe a handful of stories published, but he wasn't a prolific writer or anything. But it's just such a creepy story because it's a man. I think he's either like sick or he's like an older guy and his firm or something wants him to take a vacation. Mm -hmm. So he's staying in this inn and he notices there's this pale man that's staying there and he kind of wants to talk to him. But, he, you know, it's like weird. And he notices like every day or a couple of days, the guy's a room closer. Oh, I think I remember you talking about that before. And then he realizes, spoiler, uh, he realizes like, you know, either death or the devil or something like this. You know, every room he's inhabiting is because he took the not necessarily took the like i'm thinking uh, he's death yeah so they die and he takes them and then he's uh what at the end he's like one door down or i think it ends with like a knock ah. something creepy it, it's really good i had and that's another one i actually listened to that before i read it because i listened to uh it's called the ghastly tales podcast and this is a guy with like a cool like irish or scottish accent and he reads horror stories he read that and that's how i became aware of it and i was like this is really fucking good and then i went and read it on my own Dreams in the Witch House is a creepy one, too. That's a Lovecraft. The Shadows over Innsmouth is probably my favorite Lovecraft story. I recommend you read it if you ever get to I it. I think that one I did read. It's like fish people and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. Okay. What else do we got, Spencer? I'm skipping more H.P. Lovecraft. There's too many of them. That's when I can see there's so many stories. That's when I was going through yeah. my collection. Okay, that's enough. Yeah. That's enough good stuff. So out of anything, so what, have you come up with anything <laughs> since then? Or have you just no. listened to me ramble? Yeah, I've just been listening to you ramble. I, I, books are the hard one. Movies yeah, and stuff are easier. But well, books... because as, as you were talking, I, I just, I did realize like this, especially like this year alone, I've read a lot of just kind of like thriller and suspense, mm. you know, more things. Like I did read this, the, it's kind of a horror novel. Uh, it's called The Dark Net by uh, Benjamin Percy. Yeah. And it deals with like, um, like, you know, there's these devil hunters and like there's this one guy who has this cult that they're trying to find a way to like possess people by using like the internet or stuff, something like that. I forget, but it, it, it was really good. I, I, I was going to be one of the books that I was going to, Try to recommend to you next year once mm. you get past your your certain your your challenge that you're on now. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. I don't know if that'll be next year the way this is going. Yeah. I'm trying to think. See, horror is such a specific genre because when you think of like horror novels specifically, because most Stephen King, I don't actually classify as horror. Yeah, I don't even know if I'd classify it as horror necessarily. You think more just like a supernatural yeah. suspense, like yeah, like The Shining's horror. Carrie's not. Maybe Pet Cemetery. 
I guess Pet Cemetery yeah. could probably, yeah, that would probably uh, classify, but there's just a lot of stuff that I feel like falls off the edge. Because when I think of horror, I think of like absurdly, there's a difference between horror and then even like crime. We talked about a couple, I think maybe last episode. Horror can often be something that can't happen. Yeah. And then other stuff like crime or suspense or thrillers could be things that could happen. So, you know, horror is your demons and your possessions mm. and stuff like that. Even your zombies. But uh, let's move on to movies. Favorite horror movie. Go. This is going to be a hard one, too, because, like, you know, growing up, like, I was never, like, a big fan of, like, the, the like, the Jasons and, like, that kind of stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Just, and I don't know why, because, like, like, I was, it wasn't like I was ever, like, turned off by, like, the gore or the, like, the stuff like that. It was just, like, one of those things to where, like, it just wasn't, you know, didn't, it didn't tickle my fancy. Mm. Man, it's been so long since I probably watched, like, an actual horror movie. They don't make them very well anymore. There's one that really sticks out above others, and it's another one that's probably a uh, unique pick that a lot of people wouldn't choose, but I think it's probably one of the best in the genre, 1408. Yeah. That was probably one of my favorites because it it's is, so fucking creepy. Yeah, and it's a, and it's a haunted hotel room and it legit scared me and i didn't watch that until i was an adult and it was but it was like one of those things like not just jump scares like just the atmosphere and everything going on it's like holy fuck that would be terrifying to be in that situation you know one we didn't we were talking about uh watching but never got to this year was that uh boogeyman yeah that's based off a stephen king short story i actually talked to my sister today she watched it and she said it sucked oh really and she loves stephen king books, so i'll take her word on that right um, and she loves just horror things in general. As far as like the classics, uh, the first Nightmare on Elm Street got me. Yeah. I watched it when I was like five. So. Right, yeah. But that actually was one of those ones I had nightmares about a little bit. Well, and I mean, that's kind of like the design of the movie. like Yeah. One that kind of fucked me up for a long time, again, because I watched it when I was like four or five, was Jaws. Yeah. Just because thinking of something lurking deep in the water that you can't see. That's one of the books that I want. I've been meaning to ask to see, like, if you wanted to, like, read. Is like, because, you know, Jaws is based off of a book. I know. We should definitely. I actually have that book. It's in one of my boxes. This is probably a shitty copy. I'll have to buy a new one. So I'm sure it's all yellow page. Right. The original night, or uh, Friday the 13th didn't do it for me. And the sequels, I always liked Jason, but they weren't scary to me. They are yeah. just fun. Same with uh, Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Michael Myers, oh, yeah. like the Halloween stuff. I never thought any of those were scary, other than the jump scares, obviously. Uh, I always thought The Exorcist sucked ass. Really? Never was Exorcist. I'm not a big Possession fan anyway, but I just thought The Exorcist was very overrated. I don't know why people... Maybe if you are religious, it would get you, but honestly, like if a devil inhabited my body, all right. Yeah. Whatever. Well, and those two, I think that one had a, had a lot to do with like the time, the, the, the time that it was made. And just like that, the, the the effects that they used, yeah, and to, to, to you know to make that stuff because I think at that time that's pretty like not groundbreaking, but you know probably pretty advanced. They broke how. Linda Blair's back and she was like thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> fucked up. Um, like I was saying about the Creep Show because those were just fun anthology movies, right. but the Hitchhiker one specifically actually got me when I was younger. Uh, I. Probably a little older, eight or nine or something when I watched that. But just the, he gets run over a bunch and he's real gross. And he just keeps saying, thanks for the ride. Later, he comes out of nowhere like, ah! Just the thought of some fucking supernatural being that you, it just keeps coming. Right. No matter what you do, it just keeps coming. That freaks me out. You know what I, you know what I liked back in the day? What I thought was, was okay 
was the uh, original uh, Jeepers Creepers. The first Jeepers Creepers was creepy. Yeah. Before we found out the director was a creeper, it yeah. was actually a creepy movie. Justin Long getting murdered hard. Yeah. It was fucked up. They take your eyeballs. Would you consider? Uh, do you remember a movie? I think came out around that same time. Joyride. It had it had uh, Paul Walker in it and um, uh, Zach something. I think he's normally like a funny guy, but it was like they somehow started making fun of somebody. Like they had a uh, one of the uh, like the uh, radio, like the truck radios, like the uh, you know the. Breaker Breaker and one, one like chases them or yeah, something? something like that. Yeah, I remember that one being pretty creepy. There's one from 2023 called Joyride. It's a comedy adventure, so probably not that one. No, probably not that one. No, fucking come on. Twenty. There's a bunch. They made it. Oh, they made three of them. They might. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that seems like something they'd make try to make a series out of. I think I watched that, but I don't remember much about it. Uh, the first Hellraiser and the second Hellraiser, I was very absorbed into the world because it's so creepy. The uh, actual movies themselves, eh, not so. They're not. I didn't find them scary. I just really it was enraptured with the, uh, like the labyrinth version of hell and stuff like that, and just these creatures that come from a different dimension. I thought that was very unique and it, it was cool. But modern movies, not too much. Spencer, no. it follows was pretty good. That was creepy. Just the idea of gift. Fucking put your penis in someone, right. and then a weird entity just chases you to yeah. forever, just forever. It reminds me of I want to say it was like the Shinogawa, or I forget what it was called, but it was uh this series of YouTube videos back in the early days of YouTube. I think this guy made, and they were very well done. And it was literally this demon thing that was chasing this guy, and it's played for laughs, but it's like kind of scary. It just follows him and hits him with a spoon. Mm. Like that's all it does yeah. is just hits him with a spoon, but relentlessly. So he's just going to the edges of the world trying to get rid of this thing, and like it just fall. It, so basically, it, was, it follows before it <laughs> follows. Uh, but just the idea of like this fucking thing that is just relentless, like because you get exhausted, and that's like a primordial thing where in our DNA, one thing humans have is uh, endurance. So we chased animals down until yeah. they got exhausted and then we killed them. The idea of something doing that to us is terrifying. Right. That's why Michael Myers continuously following you at a slow pace. And he's always right behind you. Yeah. Or Jason always following you. No matter how much you run, he's always right there. That's why it's scary because you're going to get exhausted and then you can't fight back. Right. You know what we really some should have done before this episode? We should have mentioned, we should have messaged our buddy tim yeah he's and, a big and, good one and got to because he does he does a thing every year where he watches a new horror a, a new horror movie each day of october each year that's gonna be tough yeah i mean well, there's a lot of horror movies that's gonna be tough to do that every year well he says that there's more like more and more each year so yeah, and, but just, and, i mean quality wise well i mean i don't know if that's a factor or not <laughs> There is a lot, I mean, we have a lot of friends who are really into horror. Like, I'm into horror, but I don't, you know, like, they get horror tattoos, mm -hmm. their clothes are all horror, they have horror-themed rooms. Uh, I wish I could be into something that much, but I just, I don't think it's in my DNA to be uh, the, the horror guy, necessarily. But I do appreciate yeah, no, good horror. You're the fucking Lord of the Rings guy. I'm not, though, because you know a real Lord of the mm -hmm. Rings guy, this room that you're sitting in would be a hobbit hole. You were close last year, or the beginning of this year, whenever that was, the last time you read read the trilogy. I got the mug. You will get, but you there was. I do have the precious. There, there were talks of things that you were like, you like as you were in the midst of reading. I was like, I want to get one of these. It'd be cool to have this. Like, I want to buy a robe. Spencer, 
I'm, I say this with all sincerity. Shut up. <laughs> mind your business. Joey Swole would say, mind your, your business. business. <laughs> television. There's not a lot of good horror no. television I've come across. Uh, I, I don't know if it would ever, if it actually counts or not, but like, um, you know, those, especially those first couple of seasons of Dexter, you know, yeah. it's more kind of drama, but I mean, he, there was more, at least one or two people would get murdered in episode, like, you know, they there, dealt with serial killers and stuff like that. There's, uh, if we're counting like Netflix, because those are shows now, because mm. I said TV shows, it's not really TV shows, it's streaming shows. Yeah. Basically. Like Michael Flanagan has a lot, like he has, uh, the, the Haunting of Hill House was really good. I didn't watch Bly Manor, but I didn't realize Bly Manor was like the uh, turn of the screw. Mm. So if I I never read that. So if I got I think I read that, but it's been so long. I don't really remember. So if I got to, you know, reread that, I get all the references. I just watched uh, Follow the House of Usher's newest one, which is all Edgar Allan Poe theme. Yeah. Fucking awesome. If you're Edgar Allan Poe fan. So. I really appreciate that kind of stuff. But again, not scary. You know what? That that reminds me of because like I, um, you know, people at the comic book shop, they were talking about it. And it reminds me how a couple of years ago, Hulu did a TV. It was like TV series. that lasted like two seasons called Castle Rock. Yeah, I heard that was really good. To, well, the first season was I never got around to watching the second season, but I know like I can I can comment on the first season was really good. But what it, it was like, it was a Stephen King show. But there wasn't any Stephen King stories, but there were all these Stephen King elements and places and and, and characters that have been in other stories and stuff. But it was something completely new, but with all of the the ward and the the toys and stuff like that. Is that kind of what it was like? Yeah. Here's a crazy thought. Now, was it also was it past like. It was it set in the present or was it set in it like... It was present. Okay. Which is very cool. It was a modern take on everything. Uh, most of it was about like the uh, pharmaceutical industry. Okay. And rich people fucking over regular Makes, Americans. Yeah. But in a cool way. And all based on uh, Edgar Allan Poe stuff. But here's a very interesting thought you brought up there about... Because like it's easy to do an Edgar Allan Poe show with all the references and everything because mm. he's been around... You know, he's been dead for over 100 mm. years. Stephen King's still alive. Yeah. So the fact that you could do a show that has all these references to his work just shows you how prolific he is. Right. Could you imagine trying to do that with like a George R. R. Martin yeah. or a Neil Gaiman even? Right. Or any of these guys are like, hey, can we do a whole universe on this guy's work? Uh, I mean, it'd be kind of tough to do a show. Like, a, like how you know, would you bring it together? Yeah, but like Stephen King, because he actually, you know, created a universe yeah. and then, you know, kept things in it and stuff. He's it's just cool because like mm. he can make more shit and yeah. then they'll just have more shit to make. And I mean, you know, like you know, with one of like a lot of a lot of his stories, they take town in like small town America. Yeah, that's easy to rep like you know to recreate you know for a movie or a TV you know said it's not like this huge like because it's like he did the uh, railroad modern you with the Game of Thrones you would have to have these elaborate Fantasy sets worlds. and you know and dragons flying around for people to give a shit about. Well, one thing I didn't like about, and I don't remember if I talked about this on the episode of Arcade Bookshop, which drops on Halloween, so it'll be out by the time this episode drops. One, one of them's out already. That's the Resident Evil one. Yeah. Uh, Zone 1 by Colson Whitehead was very pretentious New York. Because like, mm. it's set in New York, and then it's like a zombie apocalypse in New York, how original, you know, a big city and stuff. But just everything about it just like makes you think of like big city, uh, uh, we're fancy kind of shit. And I like stories that are maybe just because we're coming from a small town, but I like small town America stories because it's more relatable. Right. And I feel like if you're doing horror, the horror is more horrific because you could actually have a close because like you think about a person in New York 
okay, we could focus on this one person, but there's fucking millions of people right. here. They're all living their own story. And then also, too, like a lot of times, like, you know, like when they're describing things in like the smaller town kind of stories, even if like you might not necessarily like have a landmark or a thing or something like that where you live, it's easier for you to vision that as it were like you know when people are talking about like tape stories in new york and they're like oh no i was walking down 38th avenue on the corner of what and i'm just like that's a busy street i bet there's a <laughs> lot of people walking there like you know well another thing too when you're in like a small town america and that's like the setting for your story and it's a horror or crime most likely the person that your protagonist probably knows who's doing it like they might not know who's doing it at the moment, but like right. they're gonna know the person right by like, the end. Yeah, but if you have like a new, it could be anybody in New York. It could just be some fucking psycho. Yeah, it's it's not that you know it's not that fun. Uh, that's the reason why most like horror movies and horror uh, franchises are always set in like these small town suburbs mm. or Crystal Lake and yeah. the woods. You know, they're all something just, like remote. Yeah, a smaller setting. Even like uh, Hellraiser is like just one house, or then the second one's a hospital. But then when it gets shitty, they go into the city. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like, I don't give a fuck. And see, there was a uh, TV show on FX a few years ago that I watched the first couple of seasons of called The Strain. And it was really cool because it was like, it was vampires, but it was like, it was almost like the vampires get passed through as like, almost like a disease. Like they have like these worms and stuff. And yeah. like, like, you know what I mean? It's, from what I remember, it wasn't necessarily like, oh, I'm going to suck the blood out of your neck and it's going to, I'm either going to feed you or turn, like turn yeah. you. It's just like, you know, you could, you could cut them and like the things could come on if they landed on like buried and like, you know what I mean? Yucky. And like I said, I watched the first couple of seasons. I just, for some reason, I fell off of it, but I was enjoying what I watched of it. It was based off of a series of, of, of books too, mm. but I kind of heard the books might not be as good because I think they were just kind of rushed to be as like a, oh, like, look, we can turn this into a movie. Like, you know, like, yeah. like what they do with comic books a lot. Like, oh, it's just kind of like a concept kind of thing. Well, Spencer, I heard that was pretty good. I heard a lot of people like yeah. that. What are we gonna do here? Okay. I'm gonna pause, I'm gonna mute, mute myself yourself so I can get some more shine. Oh, okay. And I want you while I'm muted, and I'll hear you from across the room. Okay. Tell what you think would make like the the things that scare you, like the that you scared, would read yeah. in a horror story that might actually make you go. Ooh. Okay. Uh, so you could do that, now. and I actually have a very sophisticated topic to end the episode on. All so, right. but it's not very long. So okay. I'm drinking a lot. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so the things that kind of would make uh that would maybe make me go bump in the night that would give me a, a chill down my spine. Yeah, you can get my spine chilled. I think like if you could do almost kind of like the killer thing, but like on a much much like smaller scale, that could be done creepy very well, or like the um the stalkery kind of stuff because like anything with like a really like creepy weirdo kind of like um uh kind of thing like you know like a um a crazed fan of any you know it doesn't matter of a sports person or just any famous you know known person i think doing stuff with like a stalker that could be done very well essentially your life is in the control of someone else yeah yeah anything like I mean, like, I don't want to say, like, ghost stories, but, like, you could do, like, some of that weirder, creepier stuff done, you know, properly can really, you know, like I said, not, like, necessarily, like, the Jasons and, and, and 
things and stuff like that but like uh <clears throat> is it just like more grounded you know down to earth stuff stuff that could actually you know imagine happening to you yeah what always gets me is the deep water stuff like the unseen yeah like you just get thrown in the ocean at night even if you have a life jacket on what the fuck is under you a whole world of monsters yeah and then like if you're far far enough out you don't know which way is the coastline Nope. You could be spending like three days trying to swim one way and you're just, just going sw- farther out. Yeah, you're just going farther out. Yeah. Believe it or not, deep woods is not a bother for me. No. no you, bears would be. Yeah. <laughs> if I ran into a bear, I'd fucking shit every part of my ass out. But <laughs> <laughs> like, especially like a grizzly bear or a polar bear, like if you're in the Ar- Antarctic, not Antarctic, uh, Alaska or somewhere. But um, there's one fucking gnat. Right. So, you know why he wants to shine? Oh, that probably is what it is. Maybe came out of the shine. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> yeah. But just the idea of being in like the dark woods alone scares a lot of people because it's, again, it's something in our DNA. Yeah. That never really bothers me. Like I'd probably be freaked out. Like if you told me to go in the woods at night, but and you sat here and like sounds and stuff. But I I grew up going in the woods at night, so that doesn't bother me. And a lot of people are scared of going to the cemeteries at night. I used to walk my dog Nitro in yeah. the cemetery by my old house at night. I loved it. We went. I made a tradition that on Halloween, especially when it was like real misty and stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of Halloweens I would take him out at like midnight okay. and just walk because it was like one of those cemeteries always open and it was like pitch black, couldn't see anything, and I just walk around. It was creepy mm-hmm. as fuck, but I always liked it because here's the thing: unless there's a zombie outbreak of the living dead, yeah. you know, come out of the ground, what's gonna happen? The safest pr- place is probably a cemetery mm. because there's nobody mm. around. Everybody's dead. I think with the, with the cemetery, I think what it is is that what freaks people out is just this like facing your mortality. Yeah, there's like there's nothing but dead people in the ground over here. Now, granted, just about any place where we're at, like there's probably dead people in the ground under your house. No, there's not. <laughs> there's not well, before you got here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> before you got here, yeah, there, there could be. There could be. In fact, it probably is from before I got here. So if anybody in the police department's listening and finds any bodies anywhere yeah. in the you're in law enforcement and you're listening to this and there ever has to be an excavation in my basement, that was here before. <laughs> it just assuming that there's nothing, but just in case it was. But I think like that's what it is with cemeteries is that like you could literally just like six feet below me is just oceans of dead people in different forms of decay. Yeah, I kind of like it. Makes me feel randy. No, that's not. Right. Nah, hey, that's a that's a thing you don't want to admit online. Mm. What about just once a year? This time of year. Um. So anyway, Spencer, here's what I'm gonna end the episode okay. with. Okay. How do you? What do you feel about the sublime? People always talk about beauty or horror, and a lot of times you see something and it's like, oh, that's pretty, or ooh, that's scary. But the sublime is something else. And I like the sublime, Spencer, more because you find it in a lot of gothic literature. Okay. So you think of Frankenstein, what gets you is the sublime. Here, here's what my definition of the sublime is. I was going to say, yeah, because I, I kind of know what you're going in, but I think I might need a further expectation if you... Well, if you like, you see a rainbow, that's beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. But a, something sublime, think of like a sea storm. Okay. Giant waves. Mm. Think of misty mountains. Something enormous. Something that super dangerous something that's very beautiful but can fucking kill you that would be the sublime so i find the sublime is probably the most terrifying because it shows how insignificant you are i think that's the one thing humans can't comprehend that's why hp lovecraft's work is so popular still is because you can't 
comprehend the size of the cosmos. Okay. You can't comprehend what it would be like to come face to face with the sun. Yeah. Well, I mean, you die, but, yeah. you know, so that goes with getting dropped into the ocean. The ocean is beautiful from a distance, but if you really look at it, you're like, that's full of monsters. Those waves are gigantic. I would die within an hour of falling in there. Yeah. Ooh, that waterfall. That is a beautiful waterfall. I'm taking pictures of it. But if you stop and think, if I fell down that fucker, yeah. it's over. Right. Uh, so the things that I think really scare humans the most, and most people ignore it, is things that are out of your control. Mm. So See, at first I was going to go when you first was describing the sublime. I was thinking of like uh like severe like thunder and lightning storms. That is also the sublime because, because you can't control that. But like if you're ever like out on your porch, you know you got a good porch that you know has like a you know like a roof or whatever, and you're on your and you're and you're just watching like. Just the you see the flash and the and the da da and you you can depending on how close you can feel the rumble a little bit in the floor electricity and, and, in the and, air and stuff like that. Well, I mean, last time I was in Virginia Beach, I was drunk as fuck in the light guard tower at night, and a fucking huge lightning storm came over the beach, and it didn't reach me yet. It was over the ocean, yeah. and I was watching it, and that was the sublime. I was like, that's yeah. fucking beautiful, but that is terrifying because right. if it reaches me, I'm done. I gotta yeah. get the fuck out of here. So th- I I always enjoy that kind of stuff, but it's very hard to convey in horror. Mm. I think when it's done well, though, it really transcends horror. It reaches you on like a deeper level because it's something that you're in awe of. And what's more scary than to be in awe of something? Yeah, because like you could be, you know, you see a bear, you're fucking scared of it, but you're also kind of in awe of it because well, it's so powerful. Well, I was just gonna say like wild and like again like out in the woods if you were like hiking and then you just see like. Uh, like a hold of like coyotes or, or, or a bear or something where it's just like you're far enough away and you're just like, it hasn't seen me yet. I should probably leave, but like I just can't stop looking at it. Like, yeah, it's like it was cool, but it, it's, it's death. Yeah. Humans have a weird fascination with death because it's something we all face. Mm. No matter what, you're going to like, you have to find a man. Mm. You have to find your way in life, but it always ends the same. Yeah. Rich, poor. Christian, Muslim, black, white, doesn't matter. You end in the same way. Now, the way you end, yeah. is, you know, that could be vastly different. It could be grisly. It could be peaceful. But we all end in the same place. Fucking dead. 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 Dead's a dead. So that's how we're going to end the podcast. Sometimes dead is better. better. Uh, so if you like this episode, and why wouldn't you? We talked about stupid shit and drank moonshine, mm-hmm. and it's good fucking shine. Yeah. Good shine. I got two more jars of it, but I'm not going to. It's Monday. I can't be drinking that. I got to say something for Halloween. Uh, If you want to listen to more of this stuff, let us know. You can check us out at DPW Podcast on X slash Twitter, Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and wherever the fuck else you can find us. You can check out my work at CalebJamesK.com. And Spencer, if you want to see what he is up to, it is fucking mythical. He's on OnlyFans at Spencer... The Kilkenny Kelpie Killer Church. Fucking killing mythological. Is that even legal? I I don't see how it could be illegal, but. I just got to get my tags. (laughs) You mythological folklore (laughs) monster tag. All right. Uh, Thank you for listening and happy Halloween.
Caleb, you wanted to see me? Ah, Spencer, my good fellow. I've been expecting you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so did you want something or... Want? Goodness, no. Require. Require? Yes. I require your services for the briefest of moments. Okay. Surely you can see the predicament I'm in. Well, actually, no, I can't. I lost my glasses at the pub last night. A pub, you say? Surely you can't be serious. As serious as a fart during a recto, because I am. And stop calling me Shirley. Rightio. Anyway, if your spectacles were affixed upon your face, you'd see that I, the host of the most prodigious writing and books podcast in the business, has been immobilized by a rather substantial stack of fallen folios. What? My to-read pile finally fell on me while I was taking a nap. But you're on a podcast table. I hardly see how that matters. And you're naked. I hardly see how that matters. Dude, your hairy ass is touching my drink coaster. I hardly see how that matters. It matters to me. Can you just unbury me? No way. Your reckless reading got you into this mess. Blockhead! Wait! Don't go! There's a copy of War and Peace wedged in my taint! Spencer! Can you at least leave me a bottle of whiskey? Hello? Can't get enough drunken nonsense? Listen to new episodes of the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast every Tuesday wherever you get your pods.